1: Well, last week we started the series Family Matters, and we said last week that families matter to God, families matter to individuals, and families matter to the society at large. And today we want to start dealing a little bit with the roles within families. Now, obviously there are many, many familial relationships uh, but And we couldn't possibly cover them all. And we, we've been laughing in, as we prepared because for 29 years, we have been teaching on marriage and family. And we have probably more notes and information right. than we could ever cover. And so we uh, we are going to have to take more of a broader look at this. So today we're going to deal with the roles of husbands, wives, parents, and children. Now. Part of the reason we're going broad on this is also because we understand, for instance, every parent is not married. Every married couple doesn't necessarily have children. So we want to make sure that we just get a wide Zoom look at these roles so that we can know how to bring the most value to our role in our family. All
2: right. Well, we're starting with husbands, the house band. The one who bands the house together. I want you to open to Ephesians chapter number five. And I want to dive right in uh, at verse number 25. Here's the command. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. I want to point this out. When we look in scripture, we understand that the command to love is given to the man. It's given to the husbands. Generally, in our society, we attribute love to women. But when we look in scripture, it says that husbands are to love. So my responsibility as a husband is to provide unconditional love for my family. And that is that word, agape. It is the unconditional love, meaning nobody has to work for it. And when we're talking about that love, it provides the umbrella for everything else in the family to function.
1: Wow, that is good stuff. Keep on going now. So when we say husbands,
2: (laughs) once you think about it, love your wives. And then it says the husband is to give himself. It means that I am to surrender myself. I'm to yield. I'm to deliver. Listen, one of the things that being in a family does, it roots out the selfishness. Absolutely. And so to give of himself, it means that I, as a husband, I am to love my wife, but the nature of love is to give. Think about it. For God so loved the world that he gave. Yeah. Remember this. Lust takes, but love gives. So as a husband, I need to make sure that I'm loving my wife, I'm Giving myself for my wife. And I have to learn how to give of myself more than I give of my stuff. Yes. This is what I found out. She wants me. That's correct. I know I'm hot and handsome. Yes, you are. What you say. (laughs) But she wants me. And not just my check. Now, my check doesn't hurt. I like that
1: too but I, it's better I enjoy it more with yes. you.
2: Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, I'm to love of my love my wife <laughs> and I'm to give of my wife. Now I want to I want want to say this. What I have mm-hmm. to war against is this. Sometimes you give and give and give and you can begin thinking is it making any difference? Is it mm-hmm. is it, What am I doing? But what I want you to understand is this. When we are loving, when we are giving, we are most like God. That's what God does. And he's giving of himself, not endlessly, but the husband is to sanctify his wife. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at that, it means literally We are to mimic what Jesus is doing for the church. Sanctify simply means to set apart, to make holy, to purify, or to consecrate, to make morally blameless. And so when we look at this, I have a responsibility as a husband to sanctify my wife. Think about it like this. When I say to her, honey, I do, that means I'm setting her apart from every other woman.
1: Yeah. You know, um, when you said that, though, it made me think of something else. That's really counterintuitive. Yes. Because most of the time when, you know, when I think of sanctify, set apart, cleanse, you're leading that wife mm-hmm. in even in spiritual things. Yes cleansing her, making her more like Christ. And isn't it interesting how many times we almost relegate spiritual direction and spiritual fervor to the wife Mm -hmm. in the home. But there's something that God intends for that husband to do. And that's really to lead in that area to sanctify her. When you're
2: talking about that husband sanctifying your wives, think about it like this. In John chapter 15, Jesus said, you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. When we sanctify our wives, we do it through our action and through our words. Yes. I'm cleansing. I'm speaking the life to her. I'm giving of myself to her. And also I'm doing that to present my wife back to myself um, think about it like this and this might be a harsh statement what she is is partially your fault Well, because Jesus did what's necessary for the church to be sanctified he loved her he gave of himself So that the church can be sanctified. And he is our model. And so we as husbands have to do that. Love her, give of ourselves so that she can be sanctified. And then we can present her back to us. A glorious church. And so when I look at that, I understand that these are the things that I'm to do as a husband. And then lastly, he says here that as a husband, I'm to nourish and cherish my wife. Then it says, as my own body. The same way you would take care of your own body, you were to nourish and cherish you and I as husbands, sirs, are to do that same thing for our wives. And I want to encourage you, check in, see how you're doing sometimes. Yeah. You know, I won't ask now because I don't want to be, you know, on blast right here in front not, of everybody. You know,
1: they say never ask a question that you don't want the answer to. So we'll to. just move right on. <laughs> but you're doing a great job. Oh, see that, see doing there. I was, a just, great I, I, I was fishing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh.
2: So that is the role. That's the role of the husband at
1: the very highest level. At the level, highest level. At the very highest level. So now I want to talk a little bit about the role of a wife, but to do that, I, you know, I, I love funny stuff. And so I found this really funny story about a Sunday school teacher who was trying to demonstrate the difference between right and wrong. And so she said, I'm going to use this illustration. So she says, all right, children, let me give you an example. If I were to go into a man's pocket and I was to take his wallet with all his money in it, what would I be? And one of the children in the back, he said, oh, I know, I know, you'd be his wife.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not a thief. Not a thief, but you a would way. be his wife. His wife. <laughs> but uh, at, again, at the very high level, let's deal a little bit of, uh, with the role of a wife. And let me, let me say this, because I believe that there will be people who will say, well, you know, that sounds like old-fashioned stuff. Mm-hmm. Listen. When we teach, we are teaching what the Word of God says. It doesn't matter what contemporary society does. How roles may play out may be a little bit different, but it's still based upon the Word of God. And first and foremost, the the Bible tells us that a wife is to be her husband's helper, uh, a helping counterpart. And that's in uh, Genesis chapter 2, 18 to 24. And we dealt with that a bit last week that -hmm. she'd be a helper, an aid, one who surrounds and protects and she's comparable, she's that one who is in front of him, a counterpart or a mate. I like to use the illustration of the human brain because the human brain is one organ but it's made up of two hemispheres. You have your left brain which is your analytical side and you have your right brain which is more creative side but you don't do anything with just half of your brain. You do need both sides to function completely. We need both of those sides and in the same way, in God's economy, he's looking at that husband and wife Mm -hmm. to work together to accomplish full function of his plan, his will, and his purpose. So the wife is a part of the whole. She was extracted out of that man. She was designed for him and presented to him. Not to be her, not to be a a maid or, uh, or subservient, but to walk alongside of him. So God made her this wife. He made a wife. Now in Ephesians then, we get to Ephesians and I'm glad we started at verse 21 because if we were reading in the Greek, it would read submitting to one another in the fear of God, wives to your husbands. Mm -hmm. Now I do need to say this, biblical submission is usually misunderstood Mm -hmm. because we have a, a tendency to define the principles of the word of God using the dictionary of the world. Yeah, and so oftentimes we we submission has a negative connotation, but verse twenty two says, "Wives, submit to your own husbands." And if I had time, I would really lea- lean into that own, but li- li- into your own unto your own husbands as to the Lord. To submit there means to subordinate. It means to voluntarily place oneself under another's authority. Mm -hmm. But it's from two Greek words. The first one means under. The second one means authority. And it literally could be um, defined as to come under the orderly arrangement. Um, So the reason that I'm pressing this is because... Submission takes on a negative context when we think that for me to submit, I have to be a doormat. Mm. Now, if God so meticulously took the time to create me as a woman, to prepare me to be a helper, to help my husband to bring about his plan in our lives and in the earth. Why would he do that Mm. with the sense that I am subpar, that I am somehow not as important? He already cleared that up. He said, I'm going to make you a helper who's comparable to you. Yeah she's a complementary component she is not a competitor and she's not somebody who's underneath you she's different than you but she is also like you Mm -hmm. and so in this arrangement in this family arrangement The wife's responsibility is to yield to that husband, to come under that orderly arrangement. And as we go further down in Ephesians, you'll see it's Christ who is the head, and then the husband, and then the wife, and then the children. Yeah.
2: This all works, remember, under the umbrella of love. It starts with. First of all, the submission to God. I'm submitting to the love of God. And this is what I like to say, even regarding the submission. Husbands are commanded to love the wife. And wives are to submit to the husbands. But I like to say it like this. The wives are to submit to the husband's love. Yes, yes. If the husband Come is not loving the wife, there is really nothing to submit to. That's lording it over. Right. And so we have to understand that you and I as husbands, we have to make sure that our wives know that they are loved. Now, I have to say this because Paul says it here, skipping down as it, when we look and, um, Verse number 33. Before I say it, this is what I want to say. M- we generally say women spell love with security.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Men spell love respect.
1: Now that's what, that's something I'm going to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> Because we were just at submission. A wife's role is to submit. Don't worry. I'm going to get to him. I'm going to get to him. The other thing is, and and I want to get it to because you said a wife is to submit to the husband's love. Yes. But I want to be clear. When God gives a command for something, he doesn't give a command with an if clause. Yes. In every case. Mm. Right. So my responsibility is to have a heart of submission and somebody who is married to an unsaved man needs Mm -hmm. to hear this. That heart of submission, we are commanded to submit whether or not he is leading in love. Now, that's a hard pill to swallow. I know it is, and I wish we were in a marriage conference where we could just lay in this all day, but we can't. But let me say this to you. You never know how God is using your attitude and your position of honor to bring him to a place of his submission to Christ. So we are, it says wives submit. It doesn't say wives submit if he's loving, but the, the understanding is that God's expectation of that husband is that he is loving. And I like to say it like this. If a husband is loving you like, like Christ loved the church, child, there's no problem submitting to him. Not at all.
2: And but, it doesn't say also that if the, if, if the husband, the wife has to be loved by Bo, it for does the not. husbands to love absolutely. absolutely so that means when she is not lovable i am not excused from
1: my com- the command to love that's and i love that cuz you started by saying it's unconditional yeah all of this is couched in the God kind of love. And sometimes it's a challenge to us because we don't understand how God can love so perfectly. But if his spirit lives on the inside of us, we ought to be able to be moving to that kind of love progressively Mm -hmm. day by day. So I said that a wife is uh, to be a helper, a helping co- counterpart. A wife is to be in submission to her husband. A wife is to acknowledge her husband's position as head. Mm-hmm. Verse 23 says, uh, for he, for the husband is head of the wife mm-hmm. as also Christ is head of the church and he is the savior of the body. He is the head of the wife. Um, 1 Corinthians 11 and 3, I have it here in my notes, but I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ, the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Head is, it means that part that's most readily taken hold of. Mm -hmm. Listen, biblical leadership is positional. It's not conditional. So it doesn't say that I acknowledge my husband as the head if he's acting head-like, it is, that is his biblical position. He may not be there yet, but I'm not responding to his condition. I'm responding to his position. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people, he, he, so I like to say it like this. The husband is the head, mm-hmm. uh, uh, whether or not I receive him. Yeah. Just as Christ is the head of the church, whether or not you receive him, there are people who don't receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, but it doesn't stop him from being Lord and Savior. So it's it is positional, not conditional. Um, so not only does she acknowledge her husband. As head, his position is head. But a wife is to reverence or respect her husband. That's what I was trying I to know, get to. I know, honey.
2: That's what I was trying to get to. Come on, let's talk
1: about that. Go okay, ahead. five, <laughs> five thirty three. All right. Says, let me put my glasses on for it, <laughs> so I don't mess anything up. Nevertheless, let each one of you, in particular, so love his own wife as himself. And conjunction, let the wife see that she respects her husband. Uh, reverence there—it means uh, to have to have respect, to render yeah. respect for him, mm-hmm. to be. Um, it, I have this here in my notes. I and honestly, I don't know where I got it, but it's so good. To respect, to be in awe of, or to revere—meaning to think of your husband as being important to see your husband as being great Mm -hmm. and to regard your husband as deserving to be honored. Wow. Isn't that good? Yeah. Important.
2: Great. Yes.
1: Think of him as being important. Mm -hmm. See him as being great and regard him as deserving to be honored. Listen, you know, you've heard the saying, you attract more flies with honey than you do vinegar. You know as a wife and there's not there's no manipulation in this the reality is you have you will have what you say and so many times we have to show that respect by, it starts with what we think. Mm-hmm. I have to think of him as being that man who is important. Mm-hmm. And you were going here before, women, many times they say women spell love, security. Yes. But for men, men spell love, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. They, they spell um, Love, respect, and I have a question here that says, "But what if he isn't important, great, or to be an- or to be honored?" And the answer is in Colossians chapter three, verses twenty-three and twenty-four, and it reads, "And whatever you do." Yes do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. Yeah. That the role of the wife is to recognize that she is a helping counterpart, that she is to live in submission to her husband, that she is to acknowledge her husband's position as head, and that she is to reverence and respect her husband. Yeah. So we've covered the role of the husband, the role of the wife.
2: And now when we're talking about that next role, we're talking about the role of the parents. I want you to go to Deuteronomy chapter number six. I believe this is helping you. I believe that this is... um, For some, an eye-opener. Yes. When we look at Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy is literally the law again. This is Moses talking to the nation of Israel. And this is commonly called the Shema in verse number four. It says, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall, here it is, teach them diligently to your children and they sh- and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. Stop right there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Our responsibility as parents is is to teach our children to love God. Wow. One of the things that I told our son is this. I said, son, the greatest thing that I can give to you is my faith. Yeah. When we look in the book of Timothy, Paul speaking to Timothy, he said, the faith that was in your grandmother and your mother I see that same faith in you. Mm -hmm. And so our responsibility as parents is to make sure
1: that we pass down a living, genuine faith. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, There's another uh, responsibility that I believe that we have as parents, and that is um, found in Psalm 127. it, in verse number three, verses three and four, we use this scripture all yeah. the time when we're dedicating children, and it says, "Behold, children are mm-hmm. an heritage of the Lord; yeah. uh, the fruit of the womb, His reward. And like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so mm-hmm. the children, so are the children of one's youth." So in addition to teaching our children, and by the way, I'm glad that you dealt with that in terms of teaching them to Mm -hmm. love the Lord, but even the responsibility of educating our children, unfortunately, if I I can digress for just a half a second, Mm -hmm. many times we, put the responsibility of teaching our children on teachers, on the educational system. And they only have our children for a short period of time Mm -hmm. and they can't be expected to manage our children in every aspect of their learning. It's our responsibility i personally believe that it is my responsibility as a parent to um, lead in the educational process and the school and teachers and administrators come alongside to augment yes so my responsibility is also to teach them to have respect for those who are teaching them Mm -hmm. and to see the privilege of others who are coming yeah. alongside us to help raise them up. That's it. So that would be their Sunday school teachers mm-hmm. as well as their school teachers in school.
2: So we can't outsource the parenting. You
1: can't outsource parenting. <laughs> and I know, <laughs> right. listen, well, you know, we have a tw- almost 24-year-old now, but trust me when I tell you, there were times when I wished I could outsource yes. it. Parenting is very, very hard work and we recognize that. And then with with life being the way it is, sometimes it becomes even more challenging because there's so many things that you have to do. Um, Okay, I'm going to get to this, but I thought about something you said um, the other day. I can't remember what happened. I don't know if I wasn't home. I don't know what happened, Mm -hmm. but you said it made you think, oh, I know something happened and um, you were having a I won't say a visceral response, but you were not happy. He wasn't happy with our son. Right. But, and I was talking to him and kind of working with him and walking through the situation. My husband was hot. Let's just put it like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe about two or three hours later, we ended up all, the two of us, Stephen and I, ended up in his office and we started talking some more. And his dad said, you know what? I have such a respect for single parents. Yes, I do. He said, because today, without your mom, I would have just wanted to knock your block off. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and hear me. And I, that's why, I, as a pastor, I pray for you. Yes. I do. We, we genuinely do. That's right. Because when we, with, think about it like this, with the best parents, it's challenging. It is. And for those of you, hmm, for those of you who feel extra challenged during this time and you feel like you aren't doing the best job and all that kind of thing, think about it. Adam had God as a parent. Come on now. And Adam still messed up. That's right. God was his parent.
1: That's right.
2: And so children are going to do what children do. That's right. But wherever we are we have to understand especially those of us who are in Christ we have the
1: grace
2: to deal with the children and that's why we've got to bring God into this whole aspect their heritage they belong to the Lord we need to
1: make sure yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say a heritage is something that is inherited. It's something that's given to someone else for safekeeping. Mm-hmm. So as parents, in addition to teaching our children, both spiritually and naturally, our other responsibility is to realize that we are stewards, Yes, that our children are not ours, but they have been given to us to steward yes. and prepare for a life, mm-hmm. first and foremost, as believers, we, we say that that is a life walking with Jesus Christ. Yes. But then everything else that life uh, involves. Um, and the other thing is that, as parents, we're responsible for maintaining the integrity of their value. Yeah. Because they are an inheritance. Right. Um, listen... Parenting is hard work. When it gets hard, ask God to set a guard at your mouth, a watch over your tongue. Because the words that we speak will shape our children forever. Make sure that you don't curse your treasure. Mm -hmm. To the best of your ability, be able to separate their actions from who they are. Yeah. And know that God has, God would have never trusted you with that child had he not already known that you had what it takes to do what needed to be done for that child. So we dealt with the role of the husband, the wife, parents, and finally, children.
2: Well, Ephesians chapter number six.
1: Mm-mm, that's an easy one. <laughs> children, children. Pay attention.
2: Listen to this. You Ephesians got one job. <laughs> if you have a small child, I want to encourage you. Yes. Help them to memorize. That's right. Ephesians 6. Verse 1. Verse number 1. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So the children are to obey The parents, let's stop right there. Mm -hmm. We'll go on. Mm -hmm. But I want you to understand something. Obedience is learned. Jesus even had to learn obedience. The scripture says that about him. Mm -hmm. And so even when we're making disciples, it says teach them to obey. Mm -hmm. So a part of what we have to do is teach obedience. And you do that in the small things. One of the things that we do, even as uh, as when I, when children are little, we when they call when we call to them, they we teach them to respond. Yes. Don't ignore my voice. That's right. And so I want to encourage you: don't just let them do what they want to do, because the first place they are to learn about authority That's right. is in the home, in mm-hmm. the loving environment of parents.
1: That's right. That's right. So their first job is to obey, yeah. to follow the instructions. But also, children are to honor their fathers and their mothers. Yes. Now, in the first verse, children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Most commentary or mo- most commentators will say that this is in the context of a Christian home. Yes. Um, and and not necessarily in a home in general. I, I understand what they mean, mm-hmm. but all children have a responsibility to obey. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is the next verse says, honor your father and your mother. It doesn't say uh, while you're a little person. Yeah. See, even as a grown woman, I still have a mother. Mm-hmm. And I still am a child to somebody. Mm -hmm. So I have the responsibility to honor my father and my mother. Notice that one doesn't say in the Lord. It says, this is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Wow! So I believe that we're not doing any exegetical harm to the passage to say that children have a responsibility to obey their parents, particularly while they are under the authority of their parents, but they also have the responsibility to honor and respect their fathers and their mothers. Now I wanna address this because I understand that not every father and mother are together. Mm-hmm. We as parents have a responsibility if we are not with a child's parent, other parent. We have a responsibility to make sure that we don't position them in a way that they will dishonor that parent.
2: And they violate the very And promise. they violate
1: the promise yeah. because of our unresolved issues with an ex spouse or Mm -hmm. whomever that father or that mother. It is critical that we don't speak against that other parent because while we may be venting something out of our own hearts, we don't even pay attention to the fact that we're positioning our children to dishonor that parent. And as a result, cutting off the fruitfulness of their own lives.
2: And that promise says that it may be
1: well with you.
2: Yes. Could it be that it's not well with the child because they have not fulfilled this promise of honoring or this command of honoring Mm -hmm. and they've Mm -hmm. not been the recipient of that promise that it may be well with you. And so I want to encourage us have an atmosphere of honor and love yes. in your home. Yes. And uh, Listen, your child, the, the children, no matter how old they are, need to hear you speaking well of and giving honor. Mm-hmm. To the to, to that parent. other
1: parent, yeah. that's right. And then verse four it says, "And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord." And of course, now it shifts back to the mm-hmm. responsibility of the parents. Yeah, you had something about that in terms of not um, not uh, provoking them.
2: Yeah. When we're talking about not provoking them, it, 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 it means don't exasperate them. Mm. Don't frustrate them. Don't get to the place where all, all they hear from you is criticism. Wow. Because what will happen is if all they hear is criticism, they will grow up to be critical. Hmm. And so we have to make sure when we are at, when we are honoring, when teaching them honor, when we are doing what we need to do, we're training them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We are making sure that they are obeying, yes, that they are honoring, and but we are also they, they, they are loving God, being brought up in the nurture and admonition yeah. of the Lord. Yeah.
1: Well. We said that there was a lot. Yep. And we've already gone longer than we intended to go. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that we're trying to squelch God's word, but there's there's just so only so much that you can cover in one session. But uh, it's our prayer that this time has been helpful, Uh, and of course we'll be moving forward in some other some practical steps. You know, conflict. How do we resolve conflict? Mm -hmm. And because it will happen. Because it. It will happen. Mm-hmm. And so there are many other things that we want to deal with as it relates to the families. But it's our prayer that as we, uh, and you said it like this, sweetheart, the, the, more we, the better we are at our individual roles, the healthier our families yes. will be. So I pray that um, this is a word that has opened your heart, opened your eyes and your minds and has provoked us all to go from glory to glory and faith to faith.
2: Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for helping us to be mindful that family matters. It's important to you. It's important to us. It's important to our society. And so we ask you in Jesus' name, help us to play our roles. Help us to do those things. uh, Even when we don't feel like it, help us as husbands to love our wives. Wives to submit to the husbands children to obey the parents, and parents to not frustrate or exasperate the children, but to encourage them and to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We need your grace, Lord. Our society is crying out for healthy families. Help us to get past all of the stuff.
1: Yes, God.
2: All of the things that would come up and try to choke the life out of our families. Mm. And I pray right now that you would help us to appreciate once again the family. And We thank you for it. Now, Lord, we recognize that there may be healing that is needed. Mm. And I pray right now.
1: Thank you, Lord.
2: Heal heal where there's been brokenness and yes, relationships that have been torn apart yes, bring healing mending forgiveness mm. let it all be covered in love in the name of Jesus yes in the name of Jesus you said pastor how can i forgive how can how can mm. i ever get over this i want to pray Thank for you Lord. right now just 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 pray with me just just say i Today, mm. forgive. Thank you, Jesus. I choose life. Yes. And it's just, it's, you say, it's as simple as that. Yes, I choose to forgive. I choose life. And then change it also to, Lord, mm. thank you
1: thank for you, Lord. my family. Yes.
2: Thank you that these are the people that you've put in my life. Yes. Help me to honor them yes. in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. 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 Listen, um, some of these things may be a little challenging and we can't do them in our own strength. Mm -hmm. We have to do them in the strength of the Lord. Before uh, Paul even starts talking about these family relationships, he talks about being imitators of God. And in order to do that, we have to know him. And to know him, we have to be in relationship with him. Yes. To be in relationship with him, we have to accept his son Jesus as our savior. And it's as simple as acknowledging, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart, be my Lord and be my savior. Take my sin and give me your righteousness. And then I just thank him by faith, that I am now in the family of God. And if you pray anything like that, the words are not so much as important as the sentiment of your heart to ask him to come into your heart. He says, if anyone asks, they'll receive. And so if you prayed that prayer today, we say, welcome to the family of God. We want to give you some information that's going to be a blessing to you that's going to help you grow in your relationship with the Lord. And so to get that, all you have to do is text ACCEPT CHRIST to 313131. And you'll give us a little bit of information and then we will send you a download that is going to help you tremendously. For you to understand not only your salvation walk, but what it's going to take to continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. But we bless you and thank you even for considering this most important decision in your life. Amen.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services once again thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ